Hello, and welcome to the Minimalist Moms Podcast. I'm Diane. I'm a mother of two living in Columbus, Ohio. I'm trying to make room in my life for what matters by getting rid of the clutter and living life with purpose. I hope you'll join me on the journey to think more and do with less. This week, I speak with the owner and founder of Rachel and Company, a full-service professional organizing firm that specializes in home organization, closet design, and home moves. As the back-to-school season is finally here, Rachel will provide us with her tried-and-true tricks for back-to-school organization. As always, before we get to the interview, I wanted to encourage you to pause and head over to iTunes and leave a rating and review if you haven't done so yet. I cannot stress how helpful it is for you to do so. It allows others to find the podcast, which in turn helps me to bring you quality content and creators to the show. This week's review is from Jessica Ginter. She says, inspiration for moms. I enjoy listening and learning about all aspects of minimalist living. It's not just about the tangible items, but it's about emotion, relationships, self-talk, and life as a mother. I'm so grateful for finding a local mom who has a podcast that inspires. Thank you so much for the encouragement, Jessica. I completely agree that minimalism weaves itself into a variety of areas in our lives. I'm so happy that the podcast has been able to inspire you in any way possible. And now for my interview with Rachel. Hi, Rachel. How are you doing today? I'm great. Thank you so much for having me on. Oh, yeah. I really am excited for the listeners of the Minimalist Moms podcast to hear about what you have to say in this back-to-school season. But before we get to all of that and all your helpful tips that you have, I'd love for you to just introduce yourself and tell listeners who you are. All right. Great. So my name is Rachel Rosenthal, and I'm an organizing expert. Um, I'm based in the Washington, D.C. area, and I've been in business for almost 12 years. And so I work with families on professional organizing, so going into their home and clearing out the clutter, setting up systems. I work on closet design. Um, I also work with brands, uh, working with their products, and then I do a lot of speaking. Um, And it's very fun. And I left my job, uh, again, 12 years ago as a lawyer and started my own business and have been doing it ever since. You know, as a society, we don't um, seem to be letting up on buying or, you know, accumulating things. And so people are busy and need the help. And I'm more than happy to to share my expertise with people. Absolutely. So I do believe that there is a difference between minimizing or being a minimalist and decluttering. So I am curious to see, do you consider yourself a minimalist? You know, I don't. Um, Overall, I think I do a very good job at tailoring what we do keep, what I have identical twins who are 11 as well in my household and a dog. Um, But I wouldn't say that I am the definition of a minimalist. We still have stuff in our house. I just do organization and clean outs and it's more of a way of life for us. Um, But I don't have you wouldn't walk into my house, I would say, and say, oh, gosh, this is a house of, you know, a minimalist family for Mm -hmm. definition of minimalist. Yeah, I've always tried to kind of explain that to my mom because she sometimes thinks that I can be a little, I guess, disorganized in certain areas, but I'm really good at the minimizing and keeping whatever I have um, pared down, but it's just kind of organizing that. So great. Well, I want to just get into the topic because I know that a lot of moms, I'm assuming that most kids are back to school, if not starting this week as this episode is airing. So you have some tips and tricks for back to school season for us. And I'd love to just kind of dive into the conversation and see what some of those are. Great. Okay. So I have worked with tons of families and obviously have my own children. And again, I say I'll tell people 
pick and choose what works for you out of the tips that I'm going to talk about. But these are tips that I've worked with people for over 12 years and seem to help and relieve some of the stress that comes along with back to school and, you know, the chaos, I say, because there's only so many things you can control. You can't control your coffee spilling or missing the bus and oversleeping. But there are some physical things that you can do and some things with routines, which I'll talk about that will make uh, the back to school season, I think, that much more simpler and easier for you so that you can spend time or sleeping, or doing whatever else um, on things you want to do. So the first one I like to talk about is setting up the fridge and your pantry, if you have one, in advance. And so that is to say, obviously, it depends on the age of your children and what you want them to do. But I like to make sure that prepping for whether it be any meal of the day and or lunches or snacks is easy for children to help out with. Um, so the food that you want them to reach for is in open containers, let's say in your fridge, like for us, our fruits and vegetables are lower down so that my kids can actually, you know, pick out of those uh, bins and put it into their lunches or use it for snack. Same thing goes with our pantry. We take a granola bar or something that comes in packaging and we unload it from the box so that it's just in a bin. Again, easier for them to go and grab me to say, go to the you know pantry to grab it, but also easier for me where I'm saving money and saying, okay, I can see that there's only two granola bars left versus having to look through the box, spend time and to realize that there's only one and I can't get to the grocery store the next day. Um, so I think that setting up the fridge in the pantry it gives you so much more success that again, when it comes to dinner time, you are not going and saying, Oh, I don't even know what we have because you actually can see things and things are categorized and easier to grab. If that makes sense. No, that absolutely yeah. does. And I have an almost five-year-old and then a two-year-old. So I guess my hesitation is allowing them just like complete access to this. But I also love this idea because I have my third baby due any really any day in the next two weeks. <laughs> yeah. And so it would be quite helpful to just say, go to the pantry and you can see what you'd like for a snack. So I really do love that idea. And I love the idea of not having to dig through boxes all within my pantry just to see what it is that we have. So that's a great tip. Yeah. And I think it's based on the ages of your children. And, you know, I tell parents, if you have candy in the house or things you don't want your kids to have access to, obviously move those up to higher levels. Um, but it's just about making it as accessible for the people that need it accessible. I mean, I didn't do this when my kids were younger, you know, and because it just didn't make sense for us in the space that we had. Mm -hmm. But as they got older, are able to pack their school lunches. I want them to be able to pull things out, put things into their lunch boxes, because I don't want to be the only one responsible for it. And this, the same thing goes for making sure their lunch boxes are on one place, the containers that we use, you know, the zip bags that we use for their snacks and or a water bottle. It's making sure those essentials are there so that back to school doesn't have to mean this stressful, okay, we have to pack all the lunches or get the dinners ready because we're going, you know, out the door and have to go to soccer practice in an hour. You know, another one is going and making sure that clothing is, you know, the right size and also sorted. I think it just makes it easier. Kids grow very quickly as all of us parents know. And so it's taking the time now before or even beginning of school season to see, okay, you know, my children are 11 is the same stuff fitting them that even they were in the spring. Some of it not same thing goes with shoes. And then it's making it easy for them to get dressed again. I'm talking about 11-year-olds right now that might is obviously not the same for a five-year-old and a two-year-old or anyone um, younger than that, but it's making sure that those categories are together. All of the short sleeve shirts are together. All of the um, shorts are together. So it's easy for them to learn how to get dressed and know where things go back, you know, once the laundry comes in. So I, I say that you should add labels if you can um, and or a picture if your kids are younger. It's just another way to make sure that things are organized, but 
all of my kids' underwear. It's labeled with a, you know, underwear. You can't see the label when you push in the drawer because it's actually at the top of the mm. drawer, um, but just makes it easier for when the laundry comes back in, they know where to put it. And when they need to get dressed, everything is categorized, making it easier for, I don't know about you, but my kids are girls in the morning. I want to make sure that we're going <laughs> out the door on time. And so the outfits get changed a lot, but at least they know where they are and where the things need to go back before they leave the house. Um, so another one, uh, that I just think is very easy, same thing for, again, I'm all about grabbing and going because as moms with children going back to school, you don't have time, whether you work or you don't work, it's just chaotic in the mornings. Um, so I'm a big believer in making sure that it's organized or you have a spot for those grab and go morning necessities. So whether that be, you know, where the lunches go once they're made or where their backpacks go or where their homework folder that you have to look at and sign where the library books, permission slips, wherever those things are, I think there needs to be a spot, uh, whether you have a mudroom or just where you're going up by the exit or in the kitchen, where it's that go-to, I know I need to go to that spot before I leave the you know house to either walk or go on a bus. Um, I think it's going to make a huge impact on, again, the rest of the day and getting out the door uh, with everything you actually need. Yeah. A landing spot, I think is what we've referred yeah. to it here on the podcast before. Yeah. Yes. Um, it's just, it's easy to do. A lot of people think it takes a lot of work, but it really doesn't. And it, again, it's going to save the headache of, oh, wait, I need this and this and this to go back to school. It's all right here because there's no other spot where it should be. Um, it just, it makes it that much more organized and efficient. Mm-hmm. I'm learning so much for these like seasons <laughs> that I'm just about to come into. It's like okay. somewhat overwhelming, but I'm like, if I can just yeah. implement these things and hear this wisdom now, I feel like this is going to be very helpful in my future. Yeah. Yeah, I think it I think everyone thinks of organization as sort of this one time event and I have to color code things or put things together. And if that happens, great, but that's not how I feel about organization. I really think it is a way of life. Um, it is not gonna be perfect all the time. It actually never will be perfect, you know, and everyone says, Oh, is your house perfect and the systems? Absolutely not. Mm-hmm. We have two working parents, we have a dog, we have two children. Um, it's about putting systems into place where I feel like my life is easier because there's so many sort of outside things that we cannot control. If I can at least put some systems into place that make me feel that much more in control in my house or have things more less chaotic, I don't want to be running around in the morning trying to find my keys or trying to, to have one of my daughters find that black sweater that she knew she had because there's a place for it. And when there's a place for it or a system for it, that's when things sort of start becoming a well-oiled machine. And it takes time. You know, I think there's trial and error with everything. Um, and during this back to school season, it's a great year in a new year. Maybe you're in a different school. Maybe your kids are starting school for the first time. It's going to take some time to figure out that routine and this organizational systems that work for you. But I tell people to keep at it. Um, you know, they always say in studies that it takes at least 30 days to form a new habit. Try it. See what's not working. Are things out of reach of kids? Do you have to put a hook in your you know, mudroom because your kids can't reach the hanger, which they should do, <laughs> which they should be able to reach a hook. Don't, don't make them do a hanger, but you know, trial and error and just having it be a way of life. And sort of, again, not this huge one-time event where we're going to sweep the whole house and, and clean out everything. Um, and then it goes back to the way it started. Have you found though, I know you said you don't have the idea of a minimalist might have, but have you found that kind of like paring down and minimizing in your life has been helpful in organization? Or do you feel like you can maintain what you've had with organizing? Does that make sense? It absolutely makes sense. And I'm always a big believer in the less stuff, the more headache. And so again, I don't, I don't preach to my clients who 
I feel like it's more realistic. I'm not going to push a minimalistic lifestyle on them if they are not ready for it. Um, and if they have tons of stuff that they've been accumulating for, you know, 12, 20 years. Um, what I will say to them is I will, I do believe that less stuff causes more, less headache. You don't have to, you know, keep up with it as much. You don't have to deal with the headaches of misplacing or trying to figure out where it should be in your house. So I'm a big believer again in the effects of physical clutter, which I really do believe creates emotional clutter. Um, so it is not just with stress, but it can manifest in other ways. So that's a long way of saying, I do believe less stuff equals not necessarily more happiness, but you know, less, um, headache in the end, but I am realistic with, you know, again, what we keep. And I, I, myself as a professional organizer, I have too much stuff in my house. I'm sitting at my desk right now. I look at all the papers. I'm like, do I really need all this? But mm -hmm. again, people are busy um, and it just takes time to, to go through it. But I have systems that I know it's going to take me a little bit less time to go through it because I, I lead this lifestyle, mm -hmm. if that makes no, sense. No, it, it absolutely does. And I'm thinking more in regards to as my children grow and even in preschool, the things that Charlotte is starting to bring home. I have told listeners before that I like to take photos of it at school. So we're not actually bringing it into the house. So it kind yes. of eliminates some of those things that might need to come into our like landing pad area in our home. But again, as they're growing older, I know that they're going to have forms that need signed and whatnot. And then the other area uh, with the closets and the clothes, I think I've finally been sold on capsule wardrobes, especially yep. for my children. Yep. So I am actually, my children are gone today and that is what I'm working on after I get off this phone call with you is just condensing their wardrobes to make the school year much easier for her moving forward. So yeah, I think it's easier all the way around. Um, and I think, uh, you know, I don't say that we have a minimalistic lifestyle. However, that's how we lead our lives, mm -hmm. if that makes sense, because I do believe more stuff does not equal more happiness. Mm -hmm. And, you know, all the homes that I go into over the past 12 years, everyone has too much stuff. And it is in every single category from your kitchen to your, you know, people have basements, feel the need to store things from paper, you know, everyone has too much stuff. And I always ask people, you know, why are you holding on to X, whatever mm -hmm. the reason is? And there's different reasons why it goes up and down. It's emotional, whatever it is, the connection to it. But the general consensus is, I mean, I haven't walked into a house in 12 years that someone's like, oh, look, I'm perfect. And there's, <laughs> this, this stuff is not causing me headache. Um, it just doesn't happen. Mm -hmm. And we're, we're so busy, especially as parents. Well, I'm curious to know, what is your next tip for us? Um, okay, so the next tip sort of goes with routine. I really feel that you have to work backwards um, to create that morning timeline. I know that's sounds ridiculous. And people are like, Oh, no, I'm just going to wake up at a certain time. And that's going to be that. But I really think that you need to give yourself a breakdown of how much how long it takes. That includes you and your children. So how long does it take you to get up? I don't know if you shower, if you do your hair, if you do makeup, if you get dressed, and then you go into breakfast, and then you've got to get your kids up. If you think about your morning daily routine, it's a lot. And so how much time do you need for that. If you can chunk out what those actual things are, write it down, put it electronically just to see, I think people will be surprised how much time you actually need in the morning. Um, and then from there, you can build in that extra five minutes, which inevitably something will happen um, to account for something that might take again, some an, or longer time, you know, during that morning, or something happens that's unexpected. Because you can't, again, control when a baby's crying or when someone spills something or they forgot to do that piece of homework, you know, that they were supposed to do last night. Mm -hmm. I think that's harder for people that struggle with time management. And this yeah. actually is definitely an area that I struggle with. And I 
Charlotte's preschool starts at nine. And now that I have a third and I'm going to have a newborn and trying to get her to school by nine with the newborn and then my two-year-old, I'm just like, we must leave at 8.30 every day. I know it's only a 15-minute drive, but something's going to happen to where I need that extra little buffer of time. And again, like usually I wouldn't have built that in, but I think that it's, I guess it's better to be safe than sorry, especially to like calm that stress that might already be there in the morning. So I really like that. Yeah. I mean, I think you um, and other parents are in your same boat and look, I don't have a baby and the same thing happens because I'm running out to an appointment or Mm -hmm. whatever it is. I think there inevitably are going to be these stressors. Like you can't control when your baby is, you know, going to go to the bathroom or spit up or whatever it is. So I think having that padding will just add a layer of certainty for you that, okay, I don't have to be nuts and completely stressed because I do have that built in time to get to school, uh, for example. And I think that will give people this sort of feeling of a little bit more less stress in their lives in the mornings because mornings are chaotic, no matter what way you look at it. I don't, I don't know many people that are like, ah, the morning with children, getting them off to school is just this pleasant time because mm-hmm. <laughs> um, there's a lot going on. And so I think being able to chunk it and just try to realistically put some time down, you know, you're not going to move from the kitchen to the car or the kitchen to the street for walking to school in two minutes. You know, that's just not realistic. So I think just having a in your mind, a loose timeline of what you can base off of will just give you that much more um, solid feeling of of morning times. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I think it definitely will probably take trial and error for certain individuals. And I'm thinking of women that have already started this back to school season, like see what has worked within within these time limits that you're giving yourself and then toss anything that feels stressful and try and implement new systems. So yeah, yep. Great. What is your next tip? Okay, so another one I have is I would love for people to create homework stations. Again, this is age dependent on what your child has to get done. Um, my kids are going into elementary school. It's or um, they're going into middle school. Ugh, they're going into middle school, um, and it's going to be different. I know. So this is going to be more trial and error. But a lot of the homes that I go into, they do um, homework maybe at the kitchen table because their parent or caregiver is around them, you know, for snack time or right before dinner or after dinner. And so if that's the case, and they're not going up to their room, but this actually would help in in a room as well. I love to make sure that there are supplies that are there and necessary that are going to be used in a caddy or something that can be, again, if it's at the kitchen table, removed for dinner or put back onto the table, you know, once dinner is over. And so it has all the supplies that you need that are necessary for that day's homework and every day's homework so that you're not making homework that much more stressful or the time around homework because you have the pencils, the calculators, the pens, the rulers, the scrap paper, whatever it is, all in one spot. Um, And that is making that study time very conducive to actually studying and getting it done Um, and not this running around, you know, the house to try to find an eraser that, Mm -hmm. you know, is somewhere. I can see that that would be really beneficial for a child that likes to procrastinate as well. So, yeah. Yep. I mean, and there one location of where you do the homework, I think, again, it makes it more organized emotionally and you're ready to start your homework because you have that or whether it be on a desk, your desk is set up for success if it is organized and ready to go. Because, again, there will be papers thrown over, you know, if you use a laptop, that whatever it is. Um, I think this is just getting the system in place so that when the work gets done, it can be done in a, in a better manner. Mm-hmm. So the last one is it's a sort of the reverse of the morning routine is I like to carve out whether it be 10 or 15 minutes the night before um, to get everything settled and ready for my next day. So again, 
very hard when you have children, but, and you're like, I just want to go to bed once they've gone to bed. However, I think even 10 minutes, even five minutes, if you have that, giving yourself that sort of quick, I can focus on the next day and what has to happen tomorrow. So I always look at my calendar for the next day. I see, do I need to bring something with me? If that's the case, I'm packing a bag, I'm packing a purse, I'm putting it by the front door, whatever it is to make sure that you feel that much more ready for the next day. So it's not, you're waking up and saying, okay, what am I doing today? It's sort of a preparation at night that makes you as the parent feel that much more organized to start the day off. Um, Cause I think it gives you again, that just more settled feeling. Um, you know, do I need a uh, my, Mickey's baseball uh, hat, you know, for tomorrow or glove and bat? If so, maybe I'm going to put it in my car so that I'm not running out the door the next morning forgetting it. These are all, I just feel like this was such a great episode, just full of so much wisdom. And I'm really excited for women to share this with friends that maybe don't listen to the podcast, just because I think this was so helpful. And again, this is just giving me some peace that I can see how these routines will benefit me in the future when my kids start getting older. Yeah, well, I'm glad. And they work for any age. It's just... Um, you know, and even babies, they're less obviously predictable with the schedule, but is there anything physically that you can be doing, you know, in your house, um, Mm -hmm. you know, during this back to school season or for the little ones, you know, a little one can put, uh, uh, if they go to preschool, they're putting their backpack maybe on a hook or in a cubby. You can do the same thing and, uh, uh, show them at home that they can do the same thing. Have a hook that's lower down, have a basket that they can throw their shoes in. It doesn't have to be neat necessarily. Uh, cause I say there's a difference between being neat and organized, but just something that gets them more into the routine of this is the way of life in our house as mm-hmm. well. Well, as we wrap up, I'm curious to know, do you have something that you are simplifying right now? You know, I do. Um, I am simplifying my own schedule. <laughs> um, you know, it was a busy summer for me. And as we go into fall, I know that my falls get a little overwhelming um, because people want to get, you know, organized. Um, so I'm simplifying my schedule by saying no um, a little bit more than I used to uh, because I know that I'm taking on too much and I'm feeling overwhelmed going into this back to school season. So I am simplifying my own schedule, if that makes sense. Um, I feel feel like the fall is a great time to kind of have those resets. It's kind of the new new year. I don't know. Yes. Yes. Well, I'm going to embrace it for sure. (laughs) Yeah. And then what is something that you cannot stop talking about? That I can't stop talking about? Okay. This is kind of crazy because it has nothing to do with organizing, but I like to be comfortable during the day. And I just found pants (laughs) on Amazon. Um, And I got rid of five pants um, and I feel better about myself because they weren't fitting me or feeling great. But I have these sort of stretchy pants um, from Amazon that cost I think twenty dollars, um, and so I've been wearing them nonstop, and so it's really been a great thing. Um, I just talked about them actually on my Instagram the other day and showed people because I feel like it's beneficial because um, I I let go of the clutter in my in my life in terms of pants and found some good ones. Well, I'll definitely include that in the show notes. Where can people find you on the web? So they can find me at my on my website, which is rachelrosenthal.co. And they can also find me, I'm active on Instagram, which is at Rachel Organizes. Great. Thank you so much. Have a good rest of your day. Thank you. You too. What did you all think about Rachel's back to school tips? I realize I don't have older children quite yet, but I do like the idea of having a designated homework area where all the tools or supplies can be found. I can imagine that really does cut down on procrastination and allows for the homework time to be somewhat more structured and organized. What was your favorite takeaway? I would like to know.
I invite you to keep the conversation going by visiting minimalistmomspodcast.com. There you'll find the links to the Facebook page, Instagram account, and where you can find me all around the web. Thank you for joining up on this journey. I wish you a lovely week as you think more and do with less.